we can be so focused on like the problem or whatever the thing that has robbed us of, of hope that we can't see anything else. Like we don't have any ideas and like we don't have those aha moments. And sometimes when you just let go and go and do something like shoot a gun or mm-hmm. <laughs> plant a succulent or maybe even read a book, all of a sudden you've released yourself from mm-hmm. that situation. And now when you come back to it, you may come back refreshed and renewed with new ideas. Welcome to the Push Podcast. Why push? Because a nudge is just too friendly. And friend, we're here to help you get your shit together. I'm Eddie. And I'm Janelle. And we're the Copelands. We've got three daughters, two businesses, a mortgage, and lots of responsibilities. So just like you, we're struggling to find that perfect balance of ambitious go-getter hustle while still staying present, loving our kids, and working on our relationship. (laughs) And doing the laundry, going to the grocery store. Oh, and don't forget being mindful. Yeah, all of the stuff. (laughs) So if you're juggling all the things, but you're also trying to get to the next level, guess what? You're in the right place. So get ready to be pushed. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Push Podcast. This is episode number 49. If you hear that noise, (laughs) that is my lovely wife, Janelle Copeland, crunching away with her thin cheeks. On cucumbers. They sound like you're chewing the the hardest chips on the planet. Well, they're just cucumbers. (laughs) And you hit record before I was ready. So... You took my spot. <laughs> Welcome back to the Push Podcast. I'm Janelle. And I'm Eddie. And you're listening to episode number 49. <laughs> well, oh um, my God. I'll push my cucumbers to the side. Yeah, Thank you what very much. In the, here's my what in the world. What in the world is going on with your cheeks? I'm sitting You've here. You've talked about and, me <laughs> and a lot in the past few episodes. Are so thin. I mean, I love my wife to death, guys. You don't understand. Like, but, I will fight a tiger for you. Okay. But, but you're chewing. As, but you're as making beautiful. me sound like a freaking hyena. No, you 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 don't you don't, I don't like smack chew with or anything. My mouth open. Yeah, you're not like I'm a, not like a, a savage. Yeah, no, you just are chewing. And I all, get teased because yeah, they she's say like I drinking have tea, and it's, you can hear you can crunchy. hear the crunchy. I'm like that's that's the water, right? <laughs> so he says that I have thin cheeks, which is pretty insulting. I don't know. I don't have control over them, the insulation of my cheeks. Yeah, but I'm hypersensitive to hearing people eat. That's the only time when I can really like say, hey, you know what? I can hear you eat. I'm going to step away. Yeah. That was Jasmine yelling down the hall (laughs) as we record a podcast. So are you done talking about me? Uh, No. Okay. So here's an update, everyone. So just so that you know, you know, Janelle has picked up the art of succulent planting and rehab. We talked about this too. Are you just going to rag on me This is an update. So- at this point in time, people are now dropping off their dead plants, dead plants for you to rehab. And so um, now our it's home has become turned into a rehabilitation, a rehabilitation center. A rehabilitation center for. And I got to tell you, I'm honored, but I don't know that I actually <laughs> believe in myself enough to revive your plant. But However, so, your friend dropped one off yesterday, and I was like, okay, let me. This kid. Shout dead. out to Kobe. <laughs> Kobe, uh, Bruce is what you named your plant. You done murdered Bruce, okay? But Kobe brings her plant, and I can just tell immediately, like, first of all, she broke it in the car on the ride over, so the the branch is, like, falling off, and it's just dead. Dead, dead, gonna die. (laughs) Wait, that's a side note. So there's this stupid TikTok meme or video that Eddie and Jordan watched about 100 times, and this woman's talking about death. We should play it. 
Yeah, it's pretty anything. it's pretty funny. But basically, this lady was talking about the fact that she was so depressed because she kept thinking about dying and all these different things. She was things. excited about dying, and then all she of a sudden, so she was so disappointed every no, day she when she this, woke up. She read this book that that introduced her to the idea of being excited about dying. Mm-hmm. So excited that she now is upset when she doesn't choke on her dinner. <laughs> So she is she's now- upset if she makes it through the day. <laughs> so she's just like dead, dead, gonna die. Yeah, that's so, what I so, want. So bad. But back to the succulents okay. really quickly. And again, shout out to Kobe and DeAsia for bringing in, the, mm-hmm. uh, bringing Bruce to us. And now we, you know Bruce well, is under Bruce rehab. Got surgery today. So what's so funny is I love the fact that you've been doing this for about six weeks or so, and you quickly diagnosed. <laughs> Well, because I squeezed one of the branches. I know you're good and it at it was already. Like squishy. I'm like, yeah, you overwatered this thing. It's completely dead. So oh we're gonna see God. what happens if we starve Bruce for a little while. I transplanted him today. He had major surgery. Cut off all the dead branches. Let's see. I don't know. The yeah. point is, is I'm not the doctor. Okay, yeah, but you- I'm just filling in at the rehab facility. I didn't ask for this. So check my Instagram, Janelle Copeland, because she literally put a note on it and said, I've played the push podcast for Bruce. Like he's just refusing to help or help himself. So I'm just going to take you and admit you. So speaking of Bruce and this episode being about hopelessness. (laughs) So if you didn't catch it, Bruce is the plant that's dying. Yeah. Bruce is uh, now feeling pretty hopeless. Yeah. It's pretty hopeless right now. But. There's always a little bit of, there's a glimmer of light of of possibility. Okay. Right. So this episode is about, we put together 20 things that you can do when you're feeling kind of hopeless. And this was inspired because someone recently asked just on a Facebook thread that I saw, and this is what it said. It said, just out of curiosity, what do you do personally when things start to feel hopeless? Asking for a friend. Yeah. And there were 200 comments on there. And so- some of them I agree with, some of them I don't, right. but I wanted to compile a list for you um, <laughs> to give you some resources because I think in a time of uncertainty like now, lots of people that are not equipped with good mental strategies or a yeah. good positive mindset or all of the things we talk about, I want to give you a little encouragement right now because your outlook could be just stifling your hopelessness. Yeah. And I want to preface this because this is important. Like when you are dealing with feeling hopeless and you think that things can't get better, we're going to go through this list. And by no means are we saying that this is, these things are to escape. Like we, you know, escapism is a big thing that we have in our society now where we don't deal with things. Mm -hmm. These are just strategies to help you get through it, but you still got to deal with it. Mm -hmm. Right. And so just, I want to put that out there because I think people will will hear some of these things and are just like, oh, I'm going to do all these things and never go back to whatever it is, it is that is causing the hopelessness. So after being a coach for several years, I'll tell you what I think my biggest observance is when people are going through some sort of struggle, challenge, adversity, they start to feel hopeless. One of the first things I see women do is retreat. Mm-hmm. You isolate yourself, you know, you want to not feel like a loser around your friends. And so you kind of bottle it all up and then you retreat. Yeah. What would you say the for I think for men, mm-hmm. they take their whatever is plaguing them and going they're going through and they turn it into shame. OK. And, and what I mean by that is they cover it up mm-hmm. and they ignore it. Like what? And then like, they don't deal with it. Like so they buy a sorry about your dick car. Uh, <laughs> no, I was not going to say that, but. <laughs> 
I got to tell you a funny story really quick. So I was a store manager at Best Buy in Pasadena. And I had this uh, Yancey Commons. He was Mm -hmm. one of my employees, right? Cool guy. He was, what do you think, 18 at the time? Young brother. Just funny. I loved Yancey. And he became friendly with this like, I, I want to say this kid looked like Macaulay Culkin. He okay. was like a little white kid, like maybe 12 years old, max, right? Him and his mom used to come in and they'd buy all kinds of stuff from Yancey. And so one day they're standing outside and the mom had just bought like a home theater system. So she's pulling the truck up and he's standing out there with Yancey. And I just happen to be behind them, like listening. And this guy pulls up in this like, I don't know, like Lamborghini or some kind of crazy thing. And the little Macaulay Culkin guy turns to Yancey and looks up and he goes, you know what that is? And he goes, what? And he goes, that's I'm sorry about your dick car. (laughs) And he said it straight face and we fell out. And I can never, ever like see a nice car without thinking about that kid. Yeah, that's funny. Yeah, that is funny. Okay, so back to your shame. I think think, (laughs) although I was not going to say that. That is something I think that men will do if they mm. are feeling hopeless about maybe their sex life. They will cover it up with mm-hmm. materialistic things mm-hmm. or worse, they'll cover it up with alcohol or other distractions mm-hmm. um, that can lead to addictions and not deal with whatever it is. And so then it turns into shame, mm-hmm. right? And so I like, for example, when I felt like, you know, I just had a really bad relationship with money, mm-hmm. like it turned into shame. Mm-hmm. And then it turned into a thing where I, I didn't want to discuss it because I didn't feel good about it. Right. Right. And so I think men, although it's, it's similar to retreating, but I think it's it becomes more of an ego thing. Mm-hmm. Right. And so yep. with ego, I think shame is something that's right at the forefront. Um, and, you know, recently understanding that vulnerability is kind of a gateway through that, which we'll talk a little bit about. Well, you should know that, though, because I'm super into like when you're vulnerable about things. But I think it's taken you 15 years to like understand, like, honesty is the best policy with me. Just like, mm-hmm. let me help you. Right. Right. But it's an ego thing for guys. So, hey, I don't know. Y'all are broken. Yeah. Just kidding. <laughs> okay. So and you guys are hiding. Right, we're lying, hiding. hiding and scared. Yeah. yeah. That's that's how people handle uh, tough situations. Right. So what are some things that you could feel hopeless about? You could feel hopeless about your finances. Mm-hmm. You could feel hopeless about your current situation. You, you could, could be, be hopeless, feel hopeless about your health. Like, hey, I've, I've gained so much weight. There's no way I can lose this. Right. Now it's maybe like this mountain of, you know, I got to get 100 pounds off. How am I even going to do that? It's going to take me years to do that. Mm -hmm. Could feel really hopeless. Right. right? You You could could be. be, You could be in a career where you think, hey, I thought this was going to be my career that I was going to excel at. And I'm feeling like I'm in a dead end. You could have a business and you thought you were going to be really successful. And, you know, sales are slow or COVID hit or something happened and now you're behind on your bills and you're feeling pretty hopeless. Like yeah. you've invested so much in this business, this dream you sold everybody on, and now you're just feeling kind of defeated. Right. So whether it's a business, whether it's finances, a relationship, whatever it may be, I think we all go through times or seasons where you feel defeated. Yeah. And that's what we're going to talk about today. So we've put together a list of 20 things that we think can help you overcome that hopelessness. Mm -hmm. And I'll go first and then you kind of just chime in. So number one, I would just say to the ladies out there and men, reach out. You don't have to suffer in silence. And one of the main reasons why I think you should reach out to people and kind of share what you're going through and be vulnerable is because sometimes you just need validation to know that you're not alone, right? 
So if you were to talk to one of your buddies, Greg, let's say about like, man, we're really struggling financially. We make a ton of money, but I'm not really sure what we're doing wrong. What if he would have said, bro, we're in the same situation. Right. Like, you know, we made more money than ever last year and we're just broke as a joke right now. You would have at least had somebody to kind of lean on like, hey, what books can we find? What right. podcasts can we find? Like who's really good at, in this space or something, right? Yeah, and I hope you guys caught what Janelle just did there because I think that's important because as you reach out to people, who you reach out to matters, mm-hmm. right? And that conversation can turn into something very damaging Especially if you start, if it becomes a situation where you are both in this low point and you're just talking about low level things, meaning Mm -hmm. that you're just complaining about your situation instead of it being what Janelle just kind of described was, hey, I was vulnerable with you and told Mm -hmm. you what was going on in my life. You were vulnerable with me. And now we're getting at looking at each other. Let's fix this together. Mm -hmm. Let's find some resources to make things better. And I think that's you have to be selective who you reach out to, but you have to reach out to someone. Love that. Okay, number two, take inventory. What do I mean by that? You got to take inventory of your thoughts, your beliefs, your perspectives. So I just wrote a little note. Sometimes you got to clean or reorganize or declutter. And a lot of times that could just be deleting or retraining or kind of redesigning some of your thoughts and habits Mm -hmm. and patterns and the things you go to initially. Right. Like disparity, you know, oh, victimhood, you know woe is me type of thing. And we're going to talk about acceptance and all of that in a second. But if you find that while you're taking inventory of your reactions and your habits, that you often find yourself in this situation, then that's got to be something that you're willing to put the work in to kind of start to change. Yeah. And as you take inventory, you have to take inventory of like, what perspective is going to serve me best. Mm-hmm. And because you're at a fo- moment of hopelessness, right? So there's a, that's an emotional state that is powerful. And it could put you in a situation where you start to create narratives that may not necessarily be true, but most importantly, they're not useful. Mm-hmm. And so the key thing is making sure that, hey, whatever perspective I choose, because you still have a choice, even though things feel hopeless, there's a choice in the matter. I need to choose a perspective that's useful, that helps me, that puts me, pushes me forward Mm -hmm. uh, instead of one that that deepens the feeling and the sadness that I may be feeling at the moment. Right. Okay. So it leads me into number three, which I love, where attention goes, energy flows. So so you're talking about redirecting your attention to something that maybe you either love or enjoy that brings some good light to you, Mm -hmm. right? Versus focusing on the problem, the problem, the problem, because you're breeding more breathing more life into the problem than you are actually into a solution. Absolutely. And we can't overstate that the most. Like out of everything on that list, that that's one of the things that can change everything for you. Mm-hmm. If I put my energy or I say, I should say this, if I put my focus in something that is going to bring me life and bring me energy, maybe it's succulents, right, right. Janelle? Mm-hmm. <laughs> maybe. I feel like you're attacking me. I'm just going to say it. Maybe. But in that moment, like you are putting your energy in something that breeds life into you. And, and remember, we're talking about hopelessness, meaning that like you don't necessarily see a light at the end of the tunnel. And something that may illuminate you from within may be just focusing on succulents or focusing on something that think that brings life to you. Yeah. So that leads me into number four which is lean into a hobby. So I try to escape for a while with my succulents, let's say. That doesn't mean I'm going to like turn into crazy succulent lady like I have, but 
you can dive into a book, an audiobook, uh, video games, or something temporary that brings you joy. What if you took a pottery class or started learning how to shoot? We recently mm-hmm. went to a shooting range, yeah. right? So if you lean into a hobby that maybe you haven't had time for, I really think that that is a way for you to redirect some of that negative energy and focus on something that brings you some joy. Yeah. And I think that that is like a worthy distraction. And what I mean by a worthy distraction is that sometimes we can be so focused on like the problem or whatever the thing that has robbed us of, of hope that we we can't see anything else. Like we don't have any ideas and like we don't have those aha moments. And sometimes when you just let go and go and do something like shoot a gun or mm-hmm. <laughs> plant a succulent or maybe even read a book, all of a sudden you've released yourself from mm-hmm. that situation. And now when you come back to it, you may come back refreshed and renewed with new ideas. Love it. You take number five. Number five, get your ass out and work out, right? I think it says exercise. Oh, exercise. <laughs> I mean, there's no mistake in the fact that exercising is like key to feeling better. Yep. Right? Motion creates emotion. Number six, rest, sleep it off, and know that tomorrow will be better. Yeah. I don't know about you guys, but this one's hard for me. If I'm consumed (laughs) with something and it's on my brain, the last thing that I can do is have a good night's sleep. Mm -hmm. I just, I'll stay up all night. I'll kind of be. I'll even be wrestling with it in my dreams. Mm -hmm. However, what was really encouraging was a couple of weeks ago, I talked to Manny from Baker's Bodega. He's the owner of a cake supply store near us. And he said, when I'm having problems, whether it be business problems, relationship problems, whatever, he goes, I sleep a lot because my answers come to me in my dreams. Wow. And so just him saying that out loud made me think, Huh. Like a good reframe. I'm going to change. Like when I'm battling something, I'm like, oh, I don't want to go to bed because I'm going to be up all night thinking about this. Now I'm kind of training myself to say, I'm going to go to bed and I'm going to think about the problems that I have, but I'm going to come up with the solutions. Mm-hmm. I'm going to think about solutions. So I thought that was really cool. I think that's amazing. Yeah. Number seven, have faith. Activate your faith. Talk about that a little bit. Yeah, I think in depending on, obviously it doesn't matter what you believe in. I believe that you have to have faith. Here at the Push Podcast, you've got to have belief in something beyond yourself. Mm-hmm. But when you're feeling hopeless, that's when you have to activate your faith. That's when you have to say, okay, I have to set my intentions on what I really want and then let it go. Yep. Assuming that it is going to happen and it will get better because that's how faith works. Number eight is one of my favorites. And before I tell you what it is, well, I'll just tell you, it's be of service, Mm -hmm. serve others. I feel like years ago, it might've been five years ago, I had a really bad week in business, like things were just tough, right? And I remember at some point just kind of like releasing it and just laughing at it. And I went on Facebook and I said, hey, I've had a really shitty week and I think I wanna just do something for someone else. So if you have any stories or friends that you know that might be going through something that need a little help, can you please reach out to me? I don't need you to feel bad for me. We all have bad weeks, whatever. So I got overwhelmed with messages of people that I could serve. Mm -hmm. So it was around Thanksgiving. Many people said, you know, my kid's classmate is really struggling. The mom lost a job. They're trying to go to a food bank. They don't have money for Thanksgiving. Awesome. Can I get their address? Because I'm going to drop off an entire Thanksgiving spread. One that struck me the most, I don't know if this mom would ever be listening to this podcast, but one of my really good friends sent me a picture of a beautiful baby who was battling brain cancer at the time. Mm. 
And, you know, the parents were young parents. They were struck. It really just struck my core. And so Jordan and I went and played Ding Dong Ditch. I got the address of this family and we gave them a $300 gift card to the Cake Mamas and also gave them some cupcakes. And it was totally anonymous. They didn't know that it was us, but the card said something to the tune of like, I know your baby's going through her first birthday in the hospital. This is for an amazing cake for her to celebrate her second birthday when she gets better. We're happy to, uh, you know, I didn't say we're happy. So she didn't know it came from the cake mamas. She just knew that somebody was like trying to give her faith and something to believe Mm. in to get to the baby's second birthday. Right. And then it said something like, and here's some sweets for you and your husband to enjoy a sweet night together. Something like that. We rang the doorbell, we ran and we had such an amazing time serving others. So I will just tell you serving others volunteering somewhere, um, seeing that people not necessarily have it worse than you, but sometimes you need that perspective shift. Yeah. And I do think that serving others cures everything that you could be upset about. Yeah. And I think it taps into our need to serve one another and to be in community. Yeah. I think that's, that's important. Agree. And then I think number nine, right? Is mm-hmm. that what we're on? Uh, pray. Let's just take mm-hmm. it to the manufacturer because there's a manufacturer guarantee. Okay. <laughs> so have a conversation with your creator. Yeah. Have a conversation with your creator about like, and don't, you know, I'm not going to say don't, I'm not going to tell you how to pray, but I, I think that it's important that you pray. If you do pray, if you decide that prayer is something that's a part that you do, um, that you pray in a way that you ask for things that illuminate, mm-hmm. you know, right? so wisdom, discernment, strength, strength. Not, hey, can you... Don't ask for things. (laughs) Yeah. There was a really great, uh, I don't know if it's a quote or what, T.D. Jakes. Yeah. He did a service on, y'all are praying for the wrong thing. You know, you're praying for tables and chairs and furnitures and beds when you have a forest. Mm -hmm. God's giving you tons of wood, right? You need to pray that you can become a carpenter. Pray that your hands work. Pray Mm -hmm. that... You get led to the right YouTube video to learn how to put your Ikea furniture together. But don't be praying for the things that you actually need to be learning or doing. Right, right. I think that's a big one. Yeah. Okay, number 10, journal. Write it Um, down. Yeah, write it down. I think that sometimes expressing your feelings on paper, especially if you feel like you can't talk to someone about it, would be really good. And then here's a suggestion. A couple of years ago, there was some full moon challenge. I don't know. I'm not into astrology or anything like that, but a couple of my woo-woo friends were like, oh, it's the sun and the moon aligning with the whatever the heck. Um, Today, you're supposed to write down all of your fears, worries, and insecurities, and then you're supposed to burn them. Mm -hmm. So Jordan and I did that in the front yard, and it was pretty freeing. So I would say journal, write it out, express your feelings on paper, and then maybe you should just burn that shit. Yeah. (laughs) If anything, it would be fun. Yeah. Like be safe about it. But we burned it in a pot in the front yard and then we took it and finished burning it in the sink in the kitchen. So it was fun. Number 11, acknowledge your feelings. Maybe you need to take a few hours. Um, Some people maybe need a full entire day to wallow in their misery and feel horrible. just cry it out. And yeah, sometimes you just got an ugly cry. And (laughs) I will say like my sister, I have two because the one that I'm talking about, she'll probably be upset if I name her. So I have two sisters, leave it up to your imagination. (laughs) But one of them, she has like a cry, a good cry once a month, right? Mm -hmm. Right before her period, 
she'll just cry it out, super sensitive. And then I do think that the clarity comes over her right after the cry and then she's cured. <laughs> so I think sometimes you just got to do just that. Just do it. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that leads into number 12 and that is a radical acceptance, mm-hmm. right? And so I think that no judgment, yep. just acceptance. Hey, this is what it is. One of the things I think that is so important when you have acceptance is is to remember you can't cure something you deny. What do you mean by that, Edward Copeland? Like if you deny your involvement, your contribution, you deny that you have a problem, you deny that you have that the problem exists in the first mm-hmm. place and you're just sitting there, you know, wallowing in your sorrow, you can't cure it, right? You have to have acceptance of the fact that this is wrong, that something's a problem. Uh, I would say that you have to kind of find some acceptance of it is what it is. Now, how do I move on from this? Mm -hmm. Right. But some people struggle with the acceptance piece because maybe they're a victim to something that happened to them. Right. Yeah. And then not only that, and if you're wondering whether or not you have acceptance, here's a good check. If you're frustrated then you have an acceptance. Mm. Frustration is the resistance of reality. Mm-hmm. It is the opposite of acceptance, mm. right? And so acceptance is a weight off your shoulder. You don't have to be frustrated anymore because you're not resisting the reality. It you just, just is accept what it. Is. it is what it is. Like I have acceptance now. I know that That's this is That's a really problem. good check. So if you're sitting here listening to this and you're just like that one problem that you know we're talking about, you're like, oh, I could do that. I could do that. But then we get to acceptance and you're like, no, F that. This happened to me and you're still mad and triggered, then you have not, my friend, reached acceptance. You're, still, you're trying to change the, what's already happened. Right. Like you're trying to jump into a time machine. It's mm-hmm. not going to happen. Wow. Okay. Number 13, positive affirmations. So before you think that I'm super woo-woo and <laughs> like I want to brainwash you, I want to propose the idea that your brain is a muscle, which it, it's a fact, right? Positive affirmations are just like going to the gym. It's a workout for your mind. And so as your brain gets stronger, I think you'll be able to exercise some of those habits or initial responses that you go to when something bothers or upsets Mm -hmm. you. If you start to work on some affirmations when shit hits the fan, I think you could build that muscle, right? So what were you going to say? And I would just say that there's so many people that talk so poorly to themselves. Mm-hmm. They they spew out such negativity about their circumstances. They, they Not only do they dwell, but their language is all about the negative side of something. Mm-hmm. I think positive affirmations, if you're one of those people where you just talk really shitty to yourself, positive affirmations could be a distraction from that and, and making sure you kind of rewire the language right. you use for yourself. So, because the, people don't realize that when you're talking to yourself in a certain way, you are manifesting it. Well, you're, you're just disrespecting yourself. You're disrespecting yourself, but you- You're but you, perpetuating You're perpetuating it because you're, what happens is your brain starts to say, hey, I need to make this true, mm-hmm. right? If I'm so stupid, I'm so stupid. I know people who do that. I'm so stupid, I'm so stupid. And they've repeated it a hundred mm-hmm. times. Well, your brain's going to try to find a way to say, hey- To make you stupid? Yeah, to make this, <laughs> this makes this real if you keep saying it. Right. <laughs> so a few of my affirmations, I say when things you know hit the fan, I say, I am capable of overcoming anything. I do. I just I know that I am because life has shown me that. Every worst day that I've had, I've overcome it, right? Mm -hmm. Another one, I know this is temporary and it will get better. Period. Yeah. End of story. (laughs) It's true though, right? Mm -hmm. I know that there's a lesson here and I'm determined to find what it is. One, so that way it never happens again. And two, so I don't keep feeling shitty every time this happens again. So if I look for the lesson, if I look for my capabilities, if I look for 
reasons to believe, again, to have faith that it's going to get better and it's temporary, then it's not really going to rattle me. Right, right. Talk about number 14. Number 14 is meditate. Meditation is so important because I think it's in this busy world we live in, all of you have heard of the, the science behind meditation, the ability to quiet your mind and get to a place where you can find refuge in, in silence and stillness. The benefits are exponential, whether it be cell regeneration or just overall being able to quiet the noise so that you can have clarity and find answers to this hopeless situation you find yourself in. I know that I would love to be better at meditating because I just I have periods in time where I'm good at it, um, but I got a five minute one in today which was amazing because I had a call and I wanted to be clear. Mm -hmm. And I could tell you that it reshapes your entire day. Good for you. Yeah. Number 15, just keep going. Baby steps. I feel like you need to put one foot in front of the next and just make one right decision, one right yeah. move, one right step. It doesn't have to be all completely thought out and solved. I think you just need to move in one one step at a time. I posted today on Instagram a quote that said, anything is possible, but the impossible takes a little longer. Yeah. So and I, I just want you to know that if you're going through something tough, it might feel impossible for you to get through this. It just takes a little longer. One of my favorite quotes is, by the yard, it's hard, but by an inch, inch it's a cinch. It's a cinch. Right? And so uh, it's so funny when you said baby steps, all I could think about is that Bill Murray movie where he was like, I don't know what was wrong with him, but he was like baby steps to the elevator, baby steps to the his what? psychologist told him to say baby steps oh. as he was in action. Mm -hmm. But it's really interesting because like some people that are are paralyzed by their situations probably should chant that baby steps to the, yeah. you know, to the door, baby steps yep. to the car. <laughs> I would chant one right step, mm. one right step, just yeah. one step. You know what? It doesn't even have to be a right step. Just one step. Just one. Yeah. And so you're depressed, you're sad, you're crying, whatever. Just one step. Yeah. Uh, one step is I'm going to call a friend today and tell her I feel like shit. One step could be I'm just going to go for a walk around the block today. Mm. Just one step. And just really last thing I'll say about this is people underestimate the consequences of inaction. And the inaction is one of those things that it's slow, chronic, and dull, the pain that you feel. Mm -hmm. And so baby steps is is so important. And right step, I love that. because Baby you steps movement. You got to move forward mm -hmm. because if you're in an action, you're not even feeling the pain because it's slow. Right. But it's chronic. Mm -hmm. And it, it, it'll last forever. And then it leads to regret. Here's another one I love to exercise. Number 16, disassociate, meaning... Mm how you're viewing your situation, right? So I have to disassociate myself from the problem being mine because how often do you hear a friend talk about something that's pretty big or tragic or catastrophic or I don't know, whether they lost money in the stock market or they're going through relationship problems. When you hear it, it doesn't impact you the way that it impacts them. You're not losing sleep over it. Right. So you can see things really clearly yeah. and you're like, mm, sis, I think you're the problem yeah. <laughs> or shit, you should have got out of that marriage a long time ago. Or, right. well, you know, you should be more careful with your money and mm -hmm. you wouldn't be in this situation, right? So I feel like disassociating yourself. And I think you you would agree, like, I'm good at, let me look at the problem, see how I caused it, and I'm going to take full responsibility for it. And then the key is, uh, I'm going to ask really good questions about how I got there, but then I'm going to give myself some really solid advice. Yeah. 
And I think the way you get there is you stop looking at the problem through your own eyes, mm-hmm. but you look at them from a standpoint like you're looking at yourself. Right. Right. And so you get well, you to the place. you look at it like it's someone else's problem. Like, right. What would I say right. to someone else if they were complaining to me about this? Because sometimes so you realize how stupid you sound <laughs> when you're complaining, but sometimes you need to say it out loud. Maybe try recording yourself like, right. okay, here's the problem that's keeping me up at night. If you were to hear me tell you this in these words, what what advice would you give me? Right. And I think what happens when you disassociate yourself is you remove the emotional anchor you have that clouds you from coming up with, Mm -hmm. you know, good accountability for yourself, but also good answers. Right. Number 17, go. Be around like-minded people. Okay. Where do you find them? The push, push community, push, <laughs> push pusher society. Society, I couldn't even get that out. <laughs> so um, this kind of goes back to the original one that we were talking about. Like, don't retreat, don't suffer in silence. Reach out to people. Sometimes you need to validate that you're not alone. Mm-hmm. So you said, you know, well, if I called Greg, let's say, maybe he wouldn't be the right person. Right. So associating yourself with people who are like-minded is super important. Yeah, and who are not going to allow you to complain that are going to challenge you in the right way. And sometimes it's better that you don't have like a long-standing friendship with them because sometimes with your friends, they've always seen you a certain way. And as you try to change or get to a better place in your life, they don't provide the right advice because they can't see you any different than who you are or who you've been. Yeah, I like that. Go ahead, number 18. Number 18, be vulnerable. So I know we kind of touched on this a little bit, but the reason why this comes up again is because your vulnerability is the gateway and the freedom to unleash potential and unleash a better life to live. And that means being really honest with yourself, not overly critical, but to a place where you're just saying, okay, I need to be vulnerable to the fact that I'm not good at this yet. And I need to express this to someone else and let them know that, hey, not only am I good at this, but I think this is something that if I don't fix, it's going to really hamper me for the rest of my life. Yeah. And that's some serious vulnerability. But I think that vulnerability is where you find the courage to do something about it. Love it. Number 19. Number 19. And this is important. Model yourself after other people who have hope, mm. right? Whether that is finding a person in your life that you say, God, this person is just an inspiration to me. Oprah. Uh, Oprah, right? <laughs> or or you know, maybe it's a, a friend a friend that you just say, God, you I feel like you have an outlook that's breeds hope. Like mm-hmm. you you seem like you practice faith or whatever it may be. I will say, not to toot our horns, but I will say a lot of people that we know say, like, how is your outlook so positive? Right. Like you guys just like try to put a spin on everything. Like, I wish I could do that. And I will just tell you again, back to like Getting buff in the gym, it takes time. You know, mm-hmm. it's going to take you probably a year to see your muscles. It's going to take you some time and practice to choose better thoughts, ask better questions of yourself, and start to retrain the way that you're initially responding to problems. Yeah. And this has been something that we've been working on for a really long time. We weren't always like, oh, no problem. Problems, we love problems. Right. Right. So just stay encouraged, but we're giving you an entire list of things that we do on a regular basis that now have become second nature that we have had to study and implement and practice for many, many years. Yeah. And if you can't find it in the Push Podcast, which you can, if you go back and listen to other episodes, Mm -hmm. (laughs) find inspirational videos. Like I think when you're modeling how to think and, you know, how, what kind of outlooks will be best for you. 
finding a really good motivational video on YouTube can just really change everything. Love that. Lastly, practice gratitude. I feel like when you feel like shit, the best thing that you can do for yourself is take inventory of your blessings. I share with our students a lot that, you know, when I'm having a tough time or something's really weighing on me before I get out of bed in the morning, I'll just kind of go through a list of things that I'm super grateful for. And one of the things that could literally move me to tears are my thumbs. Like I could, do you know how shitty my life would be if I didn't have both of my thumbs Yeah. or one of them? Right. I couldn't text message if I was missing my right thumb, right? So I know that it sounds silly and maybe it is, but think about like your provisions. If I'm having a bad day, I get in my bed and I'm like, do you know how blessed you are, Janelle, to get mm-hmm. into this comfortable bed, even though it's an old bed and I want a new mattress? Do you know how blessed you are? to get into a bed and have shelter and you're not being rained on, you have fresh water, your toilet flushes, you have clothes that might be piling up as laundry in your garage, but you have clothes, you have all of the things you need to be free right now, to be happy. Don't let these problems weigh you down. Yeah, and for me, I thank God for my brain. Mm -hmm. I literally say, Thank you for like the ability to have the discernment, to mm-hmm. have the ability to read and comprehend and to make choices. To and be able to have books at yeah, your fingertips, to be able like, to use YouTube or Google to help and like, solve and, a problem. And not just look at it and not be able to to take it in. So like those are things that I think you want to take note of, of, of breathing, like having fresh air go into your lungs and the breathing out, like yeah. all those little You're things. You're so blessed you don't even have to concentrate on breathing. No, like it's you just You can like autopilot. do this shit in your sleep. <laughs> what a blessing, right? So we could literally go on and on about gratitude because there's so many things that I think people take for granted. And there's some quote that I read that said, you know, whatever you pray for tonight, like what if you woke up tomorrow with only the things you were thankful for tonight? I'm going to be up all night listing all this shit because yeah. I wanted to be here when I wake up in the morning, but, right? But, but you know what's so crazy about it, when you talk about like hopelessness, the things that you would be grateful for, if you really think about it, are all the tools that will help you get to a better place of hope, mm-hmm. of having hope, of having a glimmer of possibility of a better place that you can go. Like your brain, your thumbs, mm-hmm. all those things. Yeah. Your, are, mind, your mind, your mind, like thoughts, all those things. Friends to reach out to. Yeah, all those things that don't require money. Money they to don't, be worrying about. Yeah, <laughs> all those things are the things that are the tools that help you get to a better place. Like nothing on, nothing on this list costs money. Right. Right. You don't have to be rich to find some hope, mm-hmm. right? You just have you to- You don't ha- have to be rich to serve others, no. to volunteer, to give back, to do something nice for I people. I don't think we, did we put a, you have to have a luxury sports car to have hope? No. Or a gigantic house? Mm-mm. We didn't you put any of those things on for it. acceptance. Yeah. So everything on here is free as shit. You can be broke as a joke with positive affirmation. <laughs> you can have some free as hope if you just follow these 20 <laughs> things. So I hope this was helpful for you guys. If you're going through something tough, we see you, we hear you, we love you. And uh, we want to recognize you for sticking this out with us. Hopefully there are some good things that you can put into practice. And if you want, you can head over to the website, JanelleCopeland.com forward slash push. And uh, we'll have this available for you to print out in a little freebie. So that way you can maybe put it on your refrigerator and redirect yourself the next time some shit hits a fan. There you go. Push through, you guys. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you for listening to the Push Podcast. 
hey, we want to hear from you. So if you have a question or there's a particular topic that you want us to tackle and you want us to help you push through, you got to do something for us. You got to go to Apple Podcasts and you got to leave a rating and a review. And in that review, go ahead and leave that question with your Instagram handle so that we can shout you out when we actually answer the question. And we'll talk about that on the podcast and make sure that, hey, this particular podcast is made for you. So leave a rating, leave a review, leave your handle. And until next time, push through.